boo-boo has heard the great commotion, motion, motion all the country through. It is the ball rolling on for Tippecanoe and Tyler too, for Tippecanoe and Tyler too. And good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whenever you choose to listen to this. Welcome to That's a Fact Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Harrison. And I have two guests here with me in the studio today, and uh, we've got a different studio set up than usual, but it's we're adjusting, it's I'm, nice. I'm liking it. Yeah, um, so I have uh, James Monahan, who you've met before, and I also have my former teacher, Dr. Gill, uh, Dr. Nathan Gill from Chapelfield Christian Schools, and we're going to discuss uh, today probably just about one broad topic, and um, we'll kind of see where the discussion takes us, and um, let's get right into that. So, James, you kind of had prepared with the information so why don't you just give us the overview yeah so the topic we're going to be discussing is secession which is very broad but uh i'll start by introducing where we even got the idea to talk about this thing um so texas and 17 other states uh, a few days ago signed on to a lawsuit to bring to the supreme court um basically taking issue with um uh, are trying to delay the appointing of electors for uh, some of the states with disputed election integrity. Uh, now, the Supreme Court didn't even look at that. They dismissed it because Texas had no standing to submit such a case, which prompted a quote from Texas uh, Republican Chairman Alan West um, saying that law-abiding states should form a union after the decision to throw out the lawsuit from Texas. Um, so that basically is secession. So that's, uh, that's why we're, we have this topic today. Yeah. And I do, it's also important to note, I mean, important, the discussion can take place either way, but it is important to note he, uh, Alan West did, uh, today, actually the, the next article says he denies he floated secession over election results so right now he you, basically you could, is saying that's not what he meant now maybe he meant there needs to be a group of states who all take issue so they can say we're the affected parties if texas isn't enough yeah to be fair i think he was more talking about we should get all the states here that are that you know are law-abiding we should form a union and commit to being law-abiding i think that's basically what he was saying yeah but so that sounds like secession one way you know and who knows and of course really you know people everywhere are gonna read the read that you know, skim over and take it as oh, secession. And so he we got, might as well talk about this. Topic. He, he got backlash, so of course he's going to back down if he did mean secession. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> anyway, although I think it's fair to point out that Alan West is not a guy to back down under fire. <laughs> that's <laughs> he's, that's fair. That is. He, uh, I mean, I've been aware of him for probably ten years because back in the Tea Party, the days of the Tea Party, he kind of came to national prominence, and um, you know, he's an ex-soldier. I believe an officer, like an ex-officer. Yeah, he's I believe been, so. He's been under fire, I think, in Iraq, and pretty, pretty courageous guy, and has a pretty, pretty good political record. Um, so his temperament suits Texas as a state really well. So I'm, I'm actually not sure that he that it's that clear that he would have just backed down if he came under heat. Um, okay. So that's, I mean, that's important then. So I, we, I guess, we'll take him at his word on that. But yeah. regardless, we're going to discuss secession. If only because it's very interesting, and it's it also is, not the yeah. first time that it is. If, not. if this is what he meant, this is not the first time that Texas has floated. Yes, yeah, Texas <laughs> and uh, California have uh, been big boys in. Was that I could be wrong. In 2016, California had said they. If not, I don't, I don't know if they floated even this significantly. I know people probably muttered about it. Correct. I don't remember. If 
I could be wrong. I don't have. What, I, I, I don't have a problem with if, California. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, there. I think that what was going on with California was that they were talking about splitting the state up. So I don't. I don't think there might have been multiple movements going on, but I'm pretty sure that in California it was a movement to break the northern part of the state off from the southern part to have mm. a more conservative northern part of the state away from you know LA and everything. Um, so not going out of the union, but breaking off so that they could have representation in the Senate. Oh, so they're conservative. So kind of electoral college messing yeah. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So not. It was it was more splitting. And it, by the way, it's interesting. There's been interest. There's been similar uh, calls here in New York State. Not as serious, and they haven't gone as far. But similar calls in New York State to split the northern, you know, upstate off from from the Manhattan city. And the island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, so the most famous, I have it open here, the most famous secession movement was the southern states in the cause of the Civil War. Well, yes. so that's, we well, hopefully our listeners that. all know about that one. <laughs> um, but so, you know, that just goes to so, show. Some of our listeners may still be living living in an alternate reality where that worked. <laughs> if we have any south of the Mason-Dixon line. Austin. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, um, obviously there's nothing to nothing to scoff at uh it is legitimate and um yes. <clears throat> yeah so first of all let's just kind of establish you know we, we're throwing this word around a secession yeah. but um let's just kind of establish and dr gill you have a degree in political science so uh let's flex the political science muscles and uh put it to use here so what exactly does secession mean obviously we kind of get the idea that it's you know <clears throat> to remove yourself from the union but let's uh give a yeah. nice definition yeah before i give the definition one more thing that makes it especially I think important right now is that it's in it's in a lot of people's minds because just a few years ago we had an act of successful secession um, the UK seceded from the European Union I think it was back in what 20 2017 at that vote yeah, took place so, yeah and it's still ongoing they haven't they haven't finalized it all now uh they're leaving but the deal hasn't been concluded in fact i saw some articles this week about the the details but yeah so they seceded from the european union and um it's kind of brought a new focus on the concept of secession because here's a sovereign nation state that seems to have done it so yeah i think i think it's important to get this this term right because a lot of confusion in whether you think it's a good thing or a bad thing and how it works kind of comes down to how you define it. So secession technically is not just one part of a country deciding they've had enough and leaving. It is an argument that one part of a country has a legal and constitutional right to be able to leave. Right. So all throughout history, we've had instances where where one part of an empire or one part of a country has revolted, right? Got, you know, uh, risen in rebellion, fought off their overlords or their oppressors or the the empire that they're under and declared independence like like the American Revolution. Secession is not revolution and often it gets confused with revolution. Um, Secession is the argument that a people a group of people within a nation or an empire have a legal right, not a revolutionary, not an appeal to revolutionary principles, but a legal right to leave whenever they want to. Right. So in the, in the, in the American case, the Southern states argued 
that they had a constitutional right by the U.S. Constitution to leave the Union just as they'd entered it. So we gave our consent to the Union back in 1788-89. We approved the Constitution. We joined the Union. We can take that consent away, and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm. So it's a legal right. Like, you can't... Uh, and, and the argument was that the the federal government, the Union, did not have a legitimate right to stop them. Okay. Right? So this is it's, we're talking here about a legal right, not a revolutionary resort to arms. Yeah, that's definitely important to note. Yeah. So in the case of... There's a little bit of a tangent, but in the case of, like, the American Revolution, would that almost more be considered secession from Great Britain based at least on the American argument for their leaving Britain or separating from Britain? Yeah, it would depend on how you interpret the British Constitution. Um, there are a lot of people who have claimed, you know, I, I, I'm aware of a few politicians who, uh, federal level politicians who have claimed, hey, states should be able to secede now because our whole country is based on an act of secession from the British Empire. America seceded. Um, but in my opinion, if you look closely at what was going on in the 1760s and 1770s before the American Revolution, um, they are consciously appealing to the laws of nature, right? They're not appealing yeah. to a legal right that they have. They're appealing to the laws of nature and nature's God mm. in the Declaration of Independence, which you both know. Yeah. yeah, what a wonderful yeah. thing! You know, it's funny. I actually, I love it that teachers assign things yeah. like that. Uh, yeah. Well, it's interesting because I teacher on that. who was it? Uh, some of your seniors this year had I was I think it was Emma Pedrosa and she was trying to memorize it and I was like, oh wait, and I could still recite the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, they they hated awesome. me, Mike and Devin. I know you just yeah, <laughs> I could just rattle it off. Yeah, I couldn't do it as quickly or smoothly as you, but so <clears throat> and so, it, so I mean yeah, just, sorry, just uh, I think I think. Some people would interpret it as an act of secession. I think the evidence is really clear that the American Revolution was not an act of secession. This is, as John Locke would say, an appeal to heaven. It's not an appeal to the Constitution of the British Empire. It's an appeal to the laws of nature to say, we don't, we don't have a legal right to do this, but we have been, our rights have been trampled on, our rights have been violated, so we're appealing to the laws of nature here. Mm-hmm. And resorting to revolution yeah and and that's the difference between the american revolution and the civil war is you know in the civil war the south you know they like to would like to say that oh this is our second war for independence or you know they've got washington on their side and all this but in reality you know they're not appealing to the laws of nature or or to anything like that they're elevating you know slavery states rights wherever you want to put the defining issue of the civil war they're elevating that to the level of you know natural law and what justified the american revolution and okay interesting all right so as we kind of move on from that you made me think of something also i saw your brain turn on when i was saying (laughs) that yeah no actually i don't think it's related to what you were saying my brain probably just turned on because it's off but anyway that uh an appeal to nature an appeal to heaven that's a john locke quote yeah, and it actually shows up on a state flag. I'm forgetting yeah, which state. There's a flag that I see. My neighbors actually are usually flying one, where they huh. have one on their porch, and it's like a couple trees, I think, and a, yeah, and it says yeah. appeal to heaven. And I is that didn't Maine know. with two trees? It, it's a state flag because I never yeah, knew if what it's it, state flag. <clears throat> I, that might be Maine. For some reason, I understood it's in my head it was some kind is, of a conservative. It's in my head that it's one of the Carolinas. I'm not sure. Oh, maybe there, there are. Yeah, maybe um, you could look it up. They're it's... more like anti. They're, they're well, they're specifically anti-vax. They're actually moving. I think their house is for sale now. 
but um, okay. because of the New York State vaccine laws. But I, I kind of had some yeah. thought that it was related to that. But anyway, so um, moving forward, so we, James is busy. <laughs> but I'm, we I'm have, looking for the flag. I, I can. I so can we have the the though. comments or. You know the in- one interpretation of the comments from Texas's uh, GOP chairperson, and um, what exactly, like what exactly, how likely could that be in the event that he was serious, in the event that he did um, did intend to set to mean success, se- secession, excuse me, yeah. when he made those comments, like, you know, obviously we've covered, you know, there has to be some legal reason, right, but. How likely, assuming there was some reason that, or an argument at least being made, how likely is that to ever happen, really? How likely is it that a state could, like, practically, realistically Yeah, or like he said, you know, a group of states. Like, let's say it was Texas and, like, four surrounding states, and they just were like, just, (laughs) that's going to sound great on here. (laughs) Well, it's interesting. So, I mean, if you were to ask ask a Texan, you'd get a very different answer. Like, I, I have had Texas classmates getting graduate degrees in politics who are convinced that somewhere in their state's constitution or in the annexation agreement where Texas was annexed to the union in 1845, they're convinced that somewhere there's like this clause that gives them the legal right to secede. And I've searched, I've searched through the treaty of annexation because, uh, (laughs) well, I'm a nerd. Um, (laughs) I've searched through the treaty. I've searched through the Texas constitution and I can't find it. Um, so, so Texans are, for whatever reason, they're they're all under this impression that they have somewhere, some little in their in the legal DNA, some like little special right, even more than other states to secede. Interesting. Um, but I mean, the practical question, the practical question, I don't know. I guess we, I guess we have to distinguish here what we're talking about because I, I can see. I can see eventually a state trying to secede. Yeah. yeah. Now, whether or not they'd get away with it, I think that's another question. There's also a question as to, like, what would it even look like? Especially, you know, Texas at least is a border state. But, yeah. I, like, if some random state in the Midwest... If Wyoming decides to yeah, secede... Yeah, like, yeah, just a big little, a little chunk in the middle of our country, which yeah. obviously happens in Europe. But, no, we're the United States. So, yeah. let's just say Texas, for the sake of ease of argument... At least it would make a little more sense. Like, you suddenly just have a random sovereign state of Texas. How much would that even change? Because Texas is already a somewhat insulated state I, I, in my in my mind. Like, um, we, the, you know, it has several kind of hubs of industry, but nothing as connected globally as, say, New York City or Los Angeles or Chicago even. Mm. But um, it's it, like it has – and there's very much a culture difference in that sure. obviously going south but i think texas maybe because it's so big yeah has yeah. a very we're texans you yeah there's know. a there's a real identity to, to texas well, yeah and, and it, i mean there is there's a grain of truth in why why texans are convinced that there's something special about them and why they'll say with, they'll they'll argue with you like oh, okay okay even if there isn't a legal right to secession for other states like we've still got one because we're Texas. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean, they are in a unique situation because they, f- they actually fought as a sovereign nation, right? Texas was the only state that was ever a sovereign nation when for was- several years. This is between 1836 and 1845. 
So they f- they fight their own revolution against Mexico, just Texas, right? Texas was a part of Mexico. They revolt against Mexico in 1836. Oh, and then they joined the yeah, Union. Then and then annexed. they were independent oh, for something oh, like okay. six years. And yeah. then they were annexed by the United States. That's the only state. So There's no other some, state that was like that. They've got some experience they could pull yeah. it off. <laughs> Yeah, it's in their it's in their history in a way to be independent. Um, so I mean, I don't know. You you can look at this just a you know even a superficial level I think, and you can you can look at a map right, get out a globe, get out a map of the world. You're not going to find a single instance where you have, like you're saying that you're not going to find a single instance where you have um, a little blur, a little blip in the middle of a country that's a separate country. It yeah. just doesn't happen. Um, yeah. I think I think one reason why secession would be taken really seriously by the federal government would be, first of all, the oil in Texas. Yeah. The military bases in yeah, Texas. Yeah, and that I didn't even think of when I was <clears throat> talking. I mean, obviously, that probably would have come to mind at some point. But the, is, is Texas the number one producer of oil in the U.S.? I don't know. Well, I we sus- can look that up. I suspect yeah. so. Yeah, you got that. Yeah, but... Um, I know the Dakotas have, and Montana have... Narrowed the gap there. Literally the all they're doing out there. Yeah, nothing else. I have a friend, by the way. Interesting tangent. Who was at my first graduate school, got a master's degree in government, moved out to Montana. Didn't get a job in anything to do with government. Started working as a salesman in an AT and T store, like in a in a mall in the Dakotas somewhere. Was making six figures within like a year. As a salesman. As a salesman. And then he was promoted what? to being a manager, and he was making like you know somewhere between one hundred and two hundred thousand. What? <laughs> because now, why it's is like, that? well, because there's just so much money swimming Floating around in around. Dakotas because of all the fracking. So it's like, like I was reading, <laughs> they'll just pay you like their yeah. wages just higher, but is cost of living higher? I don't know. You could look that up too. Yeah. Probably. I don't. Uh, I well, can't imagine it speaking would. Speaking of looking things up, yes, Texas is by far the largest oil by far. State. Okay. Well, that's what this says. So I just said it too. All right. Um, we'll trust but, it. What yeah. is the source? The source. I honestly can't pronounce that. Oh, all right. <laughs> I'll just Google it here and yeah, try to pronounce try it that. myself. Stat. Statista. Maybe that's it. Oh yeah. Okay. I I think I got it. Statista. I Statista or statista. Statista. Statista? Is that right? You knew this whole time. Somebody was probably just triggered by that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've just whoever invented that website is just like, uh, well, I don't think it's that exotic. I think they just took statistics. No, I'm saying there's there's probably a person with that name. Oh, yeah. And I've just offended. Or maybe it's a Spanish word. It could be. I don't know. Mm. It could be. We need Pablo's help. We probably Google it. just change subjects before we. Yeah, we probably should. All right, what am I looking up now? Uh, the forgot. cost of living in Montana. Thank you. Average cost of living. I know it wasn't for my friend. I mean, my friend like lived in a trailer or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was just hey, if he's a single single guy and guys, uh, well, he got he got married pretty quickly, but he, he spent by his own admission, he spent most of his gun his money on guns and books. <laughs> that is that not a like bad a, way to go. Really good like life. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> so all right, we. We got so a little. The, I mean, the other. Th- I, I would just add one more like practical difficulty here for why I don't think the federal government would just let a state secede. Like, even if we were to grant, okay, you have a legal right to secession, which my personal opinion I would not grant. But even if you were to grant that, even if if a state were to somehow get its state government on board with it, 
And there's a whole other set of reasons why that would be difficult. Um, just throughout history, right? The human, human nature, egos and politics and, and self-interest and all this stuff. Nobody, no country is ever willing to let a smaller part of itself go. Yeah. Because that, what, what can happen is it sets off a domino effect with other parts of the country. So the yeah, other that's parts. that's one heck of a precedent. Exactly. Yes, yeah, it is. And, you know, the U.S., I mean, it's in the name, the United States of America. Like, yeah. It would set a precedent globally to just like, oh, the U.S. It, it, is falling yeah, apart. If the United you States, know? Right. you know, are not right. united, then what does it matter? You know? Yeah, that, exactly. Yeah. And, and since we're such a global superpower at the time. Right and then now, you'd have a state like, what's the next most conservative state? Probably like Alabama or something. Yeah, you'd, and again, smack like, in the middle. Actually, is Alabama coastal? No, Alabama. Barely. It's barely. barely. It's that like, little, yeah. touches yeah. the coast. It's still in the middle of the country. Uh, yeah, though, it but, works. Um, yeah. And I think it would just become very clear that this precedent would quickly be taken advantage advantage of other of other people, especially if it meant that the state was able to get itself out of its federal obligations. So, th- and this mm-hmm. is this is what I alluded to before that it would be difficult, I think, even to get Texas to actually embrace this. The states today, when I worked for a congressman, I one of my main takeaways was how incredibly interwoven with federal money every level of local government is so i i worked in a at a county level as like a county rep for my congressman and even little tiny rinky dink towns of like 1000 2000 people that were kind of under my you know in in the district where i was representing constituents from there to the congressman like as a as a intermediary yeah nice. I, was, I was basically a glorified uh Middleman. Middleman. Yeah, there we go. That's a better term than what I was going to say. And little tiny towns, like 1,000, 2,000 people could not afford to replace even like bridges on small roads without FEMA money. All right. So FEMA, Federal Emergency Management Association or agency. Um, Agency, probably. Yeah. Um, All of localities now are so dependent for everything on federal money. So to get a state to wean itself off of all the federal money that it's become for the schools for the colleges for the federal student loans for the welfare i mean so for for the healthcare now because we have a a nationalized healthcare system yeah it would my my guess is that you could maybe get a people in power who would support a state getting out of the union but there would be a popular rebellion that they'd have on their hands pretty quickly because the money would stop coming in and then people would get cold feet. Yeah, and interestingly, you know, with Texas, you could probably they could probably afford to do it with their oil money, <laughs> but then that money goes nowhere. It just it's dumped back into the economy, yeah. which is not generally good. Just redistributing. Yeah, it secede and just become a socialist <laughs> nation. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. No, that's something that I'd like to see. It. Texans go. S- like socialist or communist would <laughs> be an interesting yeah, combination. See if it actually were in the best case scenario, can it work? Hey, Texas, hey, can you do it? Their proletariat would be armed. <laughs> yeah. Be armed to true. Yeah. Marx would probably approve. <laughs> it's gotta be um Yeah. I mean as long as the um the oil well the oil not the oil companies, but there's a collective ownership of the oil companies then it would be okay. As long as the government is not the one distributing that oil money to schools and stuff. 
Hmm. But what you'd need is you'd need this. Why am I seriously thinking this? <laughs> the <laughs> schools would need to own percentages of the oil companies. So rather than the government or the oil company giving payouts, the school actually owns, you know, mm-hmm. stock or some percentage of the company and just gets and and is entitled to a certain portion of that money. Then the school gets to decide as an institution what they want to do with it. I think I just invented a good, right, new, a better version of socialism. Texas. If there are any <laughs> Texans out there listening to this podcast. We would be happy to consult with you about yeah. engineering a socialist revolution in, Do your, this, in your state. Do this, and then you will be welcome <laughs> on our podcast anytime. Please, we will <laughs> call you right in. I'll, zoom, I'll set up a Zoom meeting. I believe you can email me at that's a fact podcast at gmail.com. Probably. Um, I think I set that email up a year or two ago. Um, <laughs> I haven't checked it in a year or two, but... Yeah, um, and also, this is a little bit off topic. I probably should have said it at the beginning. If... Um, I believe anyone listening to this knows me personally. So if you have any ideas, if you have any questions, if you have ideas for topics that you'd like us to cover in the future, text me or call me. Uh, Let me know. And um, if you don't know me, hi. Try anyway. (laughs) Try anyway. Um, My name is Matt. But anyway, yeah. So uh, in terms of secession, is there anything else you want to cover? Um, Um. I guess we could talk a little bit about Brexit and the EU. Yeah, so I don't follow European politics barely at all. I know that Brexit happened. I know that they're not even fully done with whatever the that move is. I, they did just switch to they switched their currency, right? Like last year. I, I stopped using the euro. Recent. I. Th- I think they're still accepting both. I think they are, but... I yeah, I think that was it. They're, are, they're moving so to their own system, they're using, but they're still accepting Are they both. going to pounds? I believe so. I hope they so. They're going, going to pounds. They're yeah. going back to pounds? Yeah, I believe. That's cool. Yeah. Another currency to trade Forex with. <laughs> Do you know about that? Oh, my gosh. There's so many people making money, I guess, doing Forex trading. Hmm. I don't even know. What's Forex trading? It's... I, Maybe I'm wrong, but basically you buy foreign currency online. It's like the stock market. Like you use a brokerage. Mm -hmm. You buy foreign currency, hope that the price goes up relative to your currency, and then you sell it. So you have to – you can't use pounds. You have to use like super volatile Mm -hmm. currencies like Burmese Chet or something, (laughs) like Indian currency and random small countries that have horrible economies. Venezuela (laughs) might be a good – long-term investment it sounds like a lot of fun to me to be perfectly honest i've apparently people can one this guy i follow on instagram who used to go to chapel field i won't mention him by name he uh he trades forex and teaches people how to if you believe his instagram account teaches people how to trade forex and supposedly makes a lot of money doing it and basically just has to copy paste uh trading strategies and he'll teach people just interesting in getting girls attention on instagram you know what that also seems to be what's happening if you look at his instagram i don't know who this person is just for the record you've never met them you don't you've actually never met them interestingly so Uh, okay um yeah i don't know interesting maybe yeah yeah, it kind of seems like a pyramid scheme where he's going to be like yo give me 200 bucks it it reminds me i saw an ad on social media the other day you guys have probably seen this where like you can own a square foot of Scottish soil. <laughs> you ever seen this? Like you can become no, you can become a lord, quote unquote. So there was there was an ad, an ice cube was saying, in his inimitable way, he was saying, like y'all, I just became a Scottish lord. <laughs> oh my gosh! 
That's real? Yeah. That's, yeah. oh my gosh. Um, I have to find that. I don't know what, and for like 20 bucks, you can buy like a, you know, a square, a square inch or something of Scottish ground. <laughs> a square <laughs> inch. That's enough for me That's to stand so in a kilt and bagpipe in. I'm good. <laughs> you can buy real estate on the moon and on the oh, yeah, sun. Yeah, I've seen that too. Ah, uh, that's weird. Yeah, I don't know what you do Naturally, with your real estate. <laughs> that's that would be an interesting topic to cover sometime. Like these micro nations. Yeah. Have you ever looked into micro nations? Like on the moon? Like if you buy a a square mile or. No, no, like, like a um, real actual. Wait, if micronation. all of us buy property on the moon adjacent to each other, can we claim more like a moon colony? Yeah. Would it work like a corporation where if we own a majority percentage of the shares, we just get to make all the decisions, or would it be like we're just one of the countries? Yeah, we just walk into we're NASA. A, a, I'm sorry, we, we uh, a lunar superpower. <laughs> <laughs> we should. We need to look into this. <laughs> U.S. will yeah. take over the moon from right here. This is great. I just found an eveningexpress.co.uk article. U.S. rapper and actor Ice Cube has declared himself a real lord, in quotes, after purchasing a plot of land in the Northeast. The former NWA star, 51, took to social media to announce someone bought him a piece of land in Scotland and encouraged others to be a real lord like him. (laughs) That's great. That is fantastic. Can we buy it in the name of Mayor McCheese and then call him Lord Mayor McCheese? But yeah, they'll, but they'll never be royals. But they'll never be royals. You, know <laughs> you got it. Cool, cool. Oh, there's a holiday flash sale up to eighty percent off on uh, land in Scotland right oh. now. I'm on their website, so wow. shop now. Anyway, I mean, um, you know, it, it could be a good deal because they're speaking of secession. There's been this possibility for a few years now that the Scottish National Party could secede from the UK. There you so go. I wonder what that would do to real estate prices. You buy a yeah. square foot of Scottish soil, and then it shoots through the roof because everybody wants to go to a newly independent Scotland. Yes. Yeah, so this is uh, fifty dollars for one square foot. You put in the name. It sends you a nice printed document that looks like a. An okay. Old, yeah, I saw that on my ad. Yeah. Dedicated plot of land, one square foot, five square feet, or ten square now, feet. What I want to know: Can you actually visit it? I would. I, I would hope so. It better tell you like the GPS coordinates. Yeah. Like it, oh, it's and it's not thirty like, extra dollars to print the certificate. That's a lot. Yeah. Okay, we need to get start a collection with a goal of eighty dollars. I'll start to a go get fund mayor. Me. Yeah, yeah. To get Mayor McCheese a plot of or, land uh, so what, he can be GoFundMe Lord Mayor McCheese. Or, uh, what's the Kickstarter? No, GoFundMe. Would yeah, be GoFundMe. Lord yeah. Mayor McCheese. Yeah. 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 That I'm. It'll give us a legitimate title. Yeah. Thing, proclamation. We'll get him a kilt. That. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll just wrap so, it around. <laughs> <laughs> if we, as we. Bring our minds back into one yes. room. All right, let's get back on topic. Can I secede with my one square foot plot of Scottish land? Probably, actually. I would think, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try um, it. So what, what were you saying about micronations? I've never oh, heard no, just, that. Uh, it would be an interesting topic to cover. So so the best example of a micronation, there are Micronesia? hundreds of them. You, you can find a... <laughs> <laughs> you can find a just like even a wiki page for micronations and it lists dozens if not hundreds of them but there's this one called Sealand. the Sealand is off the east coast of england and it was it's in a world war ii artillery platform that's something like five to ten miles off the shore of yeah, the uk that's it oh wow yeah that's funny wow and it's far enough off that like there are people who believe that it's in essentially in waters that the uk does not own 
So you can find the website for Sealand, and there's a guy who owns it, or at least owned it. You can find crazy stories about how, but but the UK has never acknowledged the uh, rights of Sealand as uh-huh. an independent nation. They have a flag, a coat of arms. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do people live on? I don't it? think they have any population. So. Yeah. Okay. That <laughs> that kind of seems like may not be legit. There was. But you can find some pictures <clears throat> of like a UK SWAT style team like raiding Sealand to get people from off who were like squatting on it. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Bates, I guess, is the guy who owned it. And he stated in late 2016 that Sealand was receiving hundreds of applications for passports every day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I want a Sealand passport. <laughs> it's not officially recognized by any s- established sovereign state. Um, and All then the I guess micronations you know Sealand, Sealand claims it's been de facto recognized by the UK and Germany. The United uh, Nations Convention of the Law of the Sea states artificial islands installations and structures do not possess the status of islands they have no territorial sea of their own and their presence does not affect the delimitation of the territorial sea the exclusive economic zone of the continental shelf so basically the united nations convention on the law of the sea there's no way they could be a sovereign nation unfortunately but well, anyway. that, that that assumes that the united nations has you know authority to say that kind of thing that's yeah. true that's true i guess what is authority other than, oh, Josh has a, I don't know if you've heard him say this word, total total subjectivity is objectivity. Basically, if everybody agrees on it, it's kind of just true, which mm-hmm. is not true. But the uh, the spirit of that makes yes. sense. Yeah, to an, to an extent. So, so I mean, with, with the EU, um, I think that's where we were if we follow these rabbit trails back to back to their source yeah so the the uk left a few years ago it's still ironing out the details but you know they actually left they're committed to it now uh it was about a year ago that boris prime minister boris johnson's tory party won a resounding majority in the house of commons yeah i remember hearing about that it was awesome i was excited um so th- they're doing it like they're hurtling out and right now they're just, they're trying to negotiate the plan because they're you know kind of like what we were saying with Texas and the United States they've been they become increasingly reliant on EU money and EU law but anyway the difference between a state in the United States and a gov- and a nation within the, the European Union is that explicitly in the European Union this was a treaty between sovereign powers where they were yes forming one nation they were forming a union that was a consolidated nation but they still i think in each case the nation still did reserve the right to leave yeah and i think so it's very clear that they do have a legal right i always kind of understood it as being if you view like a state as a state it would almost be like the u.s except each state is a country that's agreeing to operate as one country so even just be kind of like if if the, the pre, south's um, interpretation of the constitution was actually yeah, correct yeah, yeah yeah so in that in that regard i guess texas maybe <laughs> maybe would uh, fit the description but um anyway so yeah unless uh we have anything else to add um i, I just want to say so alan west comments going back to that yeah we should probably read what he actually said is that in the new article? I have it open here. Yeah, I don't have the new article open. So, the chairman that. of the Texas Republican Party denied he suggested the state secede from the United States after the Supreme Court tossed out a lawsuit from officials. 
Uh, this decision, this is, this is his quote, this decision establishes a precedent that says states can violate the U.S. Constitution and not be held accountable. Perhaps law-abiding states should bond together and form a union of states that will abide by the Constitution. Right, so that's the key part. Perhaps mm -hmm. law-abiding states should bond together and form a union of states that will abide by the Constitution. Now, that sure sounds like secession to me. Yeah. But and then, like, what's his... Let me scroll down to see if I can find... Yeah, so his response is on Monday. So literally today, he said... I found some of the responses to these words rather perplexing, actually ignorant. Oh boy, you would have thought me to be the Antichrist. But consider those words. They borrow from the same ideas contained in our preamble to our Constitution of forming a more perfect union. I'm still trying to find where I said anything about secession. Wait, that makes it sound more like he's talking about secession. That makes it sound like he's saying almost inverse secession. Like he's saying, let's form a union of states who care and then kick everybody else out and we'll be the United States. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. I West argued that the states who he says have violated the Constitution by certifying what he and other Republicans have alleged to be a fraudulent votes for President-elect Joe Biden are, quote, the real perpetrators of secession. Uh, some jujitsu right there. Okay. He's like, okay, the real secessionists are are the ones the fraudulent biden supporters that is very interesting. interesting i mean okay to be fair he never actually mentions the word secession right he says no and that's that's what he says i'm still trying to find where i said anything about quote secession which yeah okay fine play semantic games with us but uh right we know what you kind of meant and actually solidified more he could have said i didn't mean secession and then just stopped but he said something that sounded more like secession, and then I mean, I, so I guess he's arguing that when he says they sh uh, uh, some states should bond together and form a union, I think he's is, probably talking about to to sue. I, I, yeah, if he's, I'm going to infer, how does forming how is forming a union capital U by the way? Yeah, like well, okay, well, it, it depends. Is he talking union capital U? Is he talking about nation or is he talking about group within the nation I, that's really going to work to... No, I think he's talking union capital U because what he says is they borrow from the same ideas contained in our preamble to our constitution of forming a more perfect union in reference to what he meant when he made his comments about the states bonding together. Hmm. Yeah, no, that's, and, that's I mean, this wouldn't really mean much, but <clears throat> it is a capital U in the quote, in the original quote saying perhaps law-abiding states should bond together and form a union. Yeah, I'm looking now, up the, the press release where he ac it actually has his wording. Yeah, it's a capital U. Yeah, so I mean, you know, that's obviously on the journalist, I guess, but that kind of seems like what he's saying. Mm -hmm. So that's, I, I don't know. I guess if you really want to split hairs, you could say states within the union should bond together and like reform this union so that it abides yeah. by the constitution like but the marriage I mean, vows and if you don't want in then you're out but we're not seceding you're right. choosing not to re, re uh, but that seems like a real stretch yeah. yeah it's a stretch it's also a little uh conservative <laughs> no it's very um <clears throat> it's a partisan idea yeah very partisan because not only <laughs> not only is uh he basing it on the election which is very very partisan bipartisan uh it's also not all, like not everybody would even support the right to secede or to form a new union. Yeah. So I, I don't know that, <clears throat> and maybe that's his point. I don't know. 
maybe his point is to make a make a noise and get a an article but mm-hmm. I, I think something interesting to talk about maybe would be well um so i mean i i don't you know there there was actually a time maybe i should have done a little biographical stuff here but there were there was a time where i believed in a right to secession and uh this is going back about 10 years ago but then specifically texas or no any state any state i was really into states rights at the time but then when i went to graduate school i started reading the primary sources about the ratification debates and the constitution and became convinced that it was that that lincoln's side of the argument is correct in the civil war um but but at the same time I guess it could be an interesting topic to discuss. All right, let, let's let's take what a lot a lot of people mean by secession is revolution. Right? Yeah, the two get confused, which is interestingly what he what West really sounds like he's talking. It sounds about. like he's it's talking start about a revolution. start a revolution yeah. with a group of states and call it a Form union. A new union, and right. he's using the Constitution, saying, "Oh, it's we're just trying to you know mm. a little bit." Like I said, it's semantics. He's being a little inflammatory in saying it too. So, yeah. It would be interesting to discuss. I don't know if this is the time for it or, or another podcast. Like, you know, if things got, if things for conservatives or Christians reached a certain point, what would be like the line in the sand beyond which you would say, like, okay, we should, a group of people, a group of citizens, concerned citizen, citizen should lead revolution against the government yeah and what you know in that vein like what exactly is reasonable even aside from politics if you have a you know religious or our specific faith values in that sphere what is reasonable to to say because we could you could talk about secession or some form of forming like just like a commune type thing and that could be almost like an insulated little pocket of the U.S. There's areas in the U.S. we could go and disappear and, yeah. and we'll operate completely under law, but without very much interference. And there's also places in other countries we could probably do that, and you could probably run away to Canada or Mexico. Not that that's ideal, but Especially Canada's Canada. much more ideal. Well, it depends on how you look yeah. at it. <laughs> but, um, Canada. Other hmm. than those random chunks that just speak French. I mean, the, French. the thing about Canada is... If you had no resort but appealing to, to revolution, Canada would be awfully easy to take. <laughs> it would. Just compl- like almost triple the size of the U.S. in one. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I think Texas should take Canada. Canada. And then Texas can have a sovereign nation on the southern border of the U.S. and the northern border. <laughs> and then Texas would have, the U.S. would have no choice but to have well, to but the, become a part of the sovereign <laughs> state of Texas that surrounds it. On but but sides. then you'd have to have Texans move up to Canada. To, no one to would do make, that. Yeah, exactly. So you're just going to have a bunch of Canadians. Th- that wouldn't be threatening at all to the U.S. I mean, yeah, nothing would change. You're right. Although, you know, I think Canada does have one of the best militaries in the world. <laughs> I was waiting for him to define the best military. No, I do think I have heard that they have a very good special operations program. Like they have one of the top. You need more than that, though. Yeah, I know. I'm just <laughs> saying. I'm trying to defend Canada a little bit. A lot of no. people really like Canada, you know. Oh, well, sure. Canadians they're, they're, came they're, from they're Canada. Canadians do. Canadians yeah, I guess the do. Hollows do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not as anti-Canada as I once was. There was something specifically. Oh, you know what it is? There's a guy. That's very irrelevant. Never mind. 
But well, yeah, I, I mean, you have the Americans in in the Revolution thinking, okay, we're going to go up to Canada and we're going to incite the Canadians to our cause, and then you know we'll we'll, we'll destroy Britain. It'll be that easy. And what happened? Nothing. The Canadians set up there and said, hey. And that's about it. Nothing happened. Yeah. General, Wait, they, Mon- General Montgomery and they was they still haven't was told us they're sorry for that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they, they just sat up there and watched. So they agreed to help and then just no, they, didn't no, do anything? They, no, there was, there was a there lot was of... There was an idea yeah. in the colonies to, to basically bring Canada into the struggle with them against Great Britain. And Canada, which just sat there. And well, Benedict nothing. Arnold led an invasion of Quebec yes. and actually a, a siege of that? Montreal, I believe so. Did yeah. I write a paper on Benedict Arnold for you? You might have done Montgomery. I'm well since we live, you know, live in Montgomery or near. Most I of didn't us. write Montgomery. Okay, I know I wrote an Andrew Jackson, which is why I stole this book from the library, <laughs> and I wrote uh, <laughs> the school library, not a the school library. Yeah, yeah. I would never steal from a public library. Um. <clears throat> My point is, I'm bitter about uh, General Montgomery because we all, you know, I live in Montgomery and I always yeah. make fun was, of the Canadians. For was he part him. of that expedition? Then? Yes, he was. He was. And the Canadians yes. killed him. Yes. The Can- well, oh. by not doing anything. Oh, I blame okay. it on them. Indirectly. So yeah. you're like one of the. I actually told yeah, some Canadians this when I was up camping there and they had no clue what I was talking about. They, yeah, they I know nothing expect. of their well, own history. Yeah, except it isn't even a part of their history. They just. Yeah. Turned the other way. And oh, but they also know nothing. I was... Well, that's yeah. probably The conversations too. I had with them were not encouraging. The only Canadians I ever met were from... Well, that's probably not true, but the only ones that I remember mm. meeting were from Quebec and barely spoke English because they were mm. young, so... Just look up just look up Justin Trudeau on YouTube and you'll have everything you want to know about Canada. Yes. Yeah. We should have Nick on here one time to talk about how he's actually um what's his name? Fidel, Fidel Castro. Castro's illegitimate son. Yeah. You know, he showed me that picture and it was surprisingly compelling. Uh, yeah, it really, it really was. He sent me all this stuff one time and I'm like he's kidding. And then he just starts sending things and I'm like, "Wait, what?" He's not kidding, and this is kind of getting... Yeah, no, I saw the... Uh, first off, the picture of Castro holding, what was it, his older brother? Like, that's the moment, weird. The, the, he, you know, he sends this theory, and I'm like, huh, okay, that's funny. Like, yeah. most of the other random stuff that he'll send me. And then, like, their me. parents knew each other? Yeah, that was... I was like, that okay, was hold on. This is actually something that, you yeah. know... Th- and then even if the, the facial stuff, like, back and forth, their faces, very similar face. Yeah. This is, like, a nutty conspiracy theory, but... Yeah. And it is... A, really irrelevant to any geopolitical events too because trudeau hasn't done anything to try to like yeah i haven't heard castro size castrate (laughs) 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 that's got to be a word i mean it is a word but it's (laughs) fidel castrate (laughs) i think canada was castrated a long time yeah yes yeah all right well yeah i mean it it would be fun at some point to talk about maybe uh I don't know. What, what, what were you saying? Like uh, groups within a country who kind of go off and form their own separate communities, communes or something. Yeah. There is there is a big move towards that in the conservative movement right now, especially yeah. among some traditionalist minded Catholics. There, there's um, there's actually a monastic community. I believe it's in Oklahoma called Clear Creek Abbey, Clear Creek yeah. Abbey. And you can look it up hmm. and they're kind of like they're not seceding or anything crazy like that like they're not declaring themselves a separate nation but they are like withdrawing completely from society and basically mm-hmm. unplugging from technology and trying to create their own society yeah which is why i say like nobody's going to interfere with that because nobody cares yeah you it's, know? Like the it's not like they pose any threat to national security yeah right what i think you would see and where the discussion would probably mm-hmm. have to go is like 
there's different groups with you know, generally conservative values, but slightly differing conservative values. So, like, for example, if you have a group of anti-vax people who would want to leave, because there's a lot, especially in New York, who are like, I got to get out of the state, which, you know, we can have a vaccine discussion, too. I support their right to do that. I'm sure you both do, too. I shouldn't yeah. be too careful here. But anyway, yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, and then you have people who are, you know, Christians who feel their rights are being encroached upon and whatever and like would they be separate tiny little communities would they go to war with each other what yeah. are we going to see you know yeah the christian anti-vaxxers at war with each other the anti-vaxxers versus the christians and the christians just send a little kid with measles in there <laughs> <laughs> they're like oh my gosh <laughs> yeah so it turned into the middle ages very quickly yeah well it one really lesson one lesson of history about these kinds of splinter movements is that uh start out with a common purpose because you know the enemy of my enemy is my friend mm. common enemy sort of like the pilgrims right but then but then they come and uh very quickly the the differences between the different split people in the splinter group begin to emerge and it ends yeah. up that they are not as agreed as they thought exactly so it often degenerates but yeah it would be fun to talk about some of those ones that are that are happening right now and some of the plans for them and then whether or not it's even a wise thing to do like what is it accomplishing i think about i i read and think about that kind of stuff a lot yeah and i mean would it yeah uh, on on and i don't know if this is what you mean but like for, is it wise and then like what would it actually accomplish anything for the people doing it or just yeah. make their life harder because they're trying to live like with no running water or trying to forge their own little society and they got yeah but yeah that would be a good discussion for another time we are running i mean we can go as long as we want but i think we should probably wrap about 50 minutes here that so um good. sure if there are any final remarks i think i'm good all right so Canada uh stinks <laughs> establish that <laughs> shout out to hunter de groot uh, apparently I was wrong. <laughs> it's not Hunter DeGroot. It's oh. Hunter oh. Etheridge. So hi Hunter. Oh. I had you in my phone as Hunter DeGroot. That's why I texted you the other day and I said I heard something about Tyler Hossink listening. Tyler to mate, so. yeah. Hey Tyler. Just name check everyone. They're like, yeah. oh, my name's I'm witness prediction. Tyler, you should be doing your homework right now if you're yeah. listening. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah, thank you, Dr. Gill. Thank you, James, of course, for being thank on. Thank you guys, this is fun. And um hopefully we'll get to do it again at some point. And um thank you for the listeners. If you made it this far, congratulations. Uh, you are now my friend. <coughs> anyway, <laughs> that's the qualification. He needs some too. Yeah, really. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Have a blessed week, and um, we'll see you again next time.